0: welcome dear friends to the tarviren a wheel of time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around without further ado here are your hosts bill rob
1: and rich hello dear friends and listeners and uh, other you know uh bipedal uh, beings <laughs> welcome to another episode of the tarviren podcast where me, Rich, and Rob sometimes all do an episode together. So can I get a roll call, please? Rob?
2: Hello, this is Rob. How is everybody out there in podcast land?
1: I'm sure they're all very happy and delighted. (laughs) Rich, you here?
3: I am here. Early in the morning.
1: Two Two in a a row. Two in a row, guys. That's amazing. (laughs) This this is becoming a habit. (laughs) (laughs) It's early for me, too, Rich. Yeah. We can make it. And you, you get next week off, Rob. I do. As, as per the rules of the Tavrian. Yeah. <laughs> Each one yeah. gets a book off at some point. Do <laughs> ten episodes get one off. Yep. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> I'll take it. <clears throat> yes, hello and welcome to the Tavrien podcast. A podcast where me, myself, Rob and Rich. Me, myself. <laughs> me, myself, Rob and I. <laughs> all four of us. All, 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 all ten of us. Uh, we slowly, <laughs> We're slowly and surely working our way through the wheel of time. Uh, books. And as you can tell, we're kind of near the beginning because we're only on chapter nine of The Eye of the Wheel, the first book. So today's episode is all about chapter nine, which is called Tellings of the Wheel. But I think, uh, I think Rob, you've got a few uh, reviews you want to read out. To, uh, oh,
0: we do, to we
2: do have one new iTunes review that just popped uh, by a gentleman by the name of Billy Rigby. It's called <sighs> This is a Biased Review.
1: Wait, is that Gmail?
2: Five- <laughs> it may be.
1: Let's, let's find out.
2: So it's a five-star review. It says, hi, I like this podcast and enjoy the quiet Discord server. You know, wah, wah. <laughs> I also like how Bill is reading my blurbs on this podcast, hence my bias. LOL, starting episode eight, everyone. I love <laughs> this. I love this podcast. discussing a book I love chapter by chapter and a lot of fun back and forth BS in between. Just some friends sitting around the book clubbing it out. And, to be honest, I love readings with Rich.
1: <laughs> All right. G-mo out. Yeah, G-Mote.
2: <laughs> so, as yeah. I mentioned to him in the Discord, I, I may have to rethink his Asha man status. We might have
3: to seriously reconsider.
1: <laughs> readings uh, with Rich. I like readings with Rich. has a ring to it.
2: I, love, I do love readings with Rich.
3: What? I was like, wait a minute. Do I do those? <laughs> I, I was... I was reading that. I'm reading that right now. Actually, I, I saying <laughs> that I'm his favorite host.
1: I thought you guys were just the same. I thought you were the same person. I thought you were just like split personality personalities in my
3: head. Uh, probably. I am crazy.
1: <laughs> uh, Only because I make you crazy. Rich. Love you, GMote, but you misspelled Rob. <laughs> just uh, well, I think, I think that's a lovely review. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, it Thank is. you
3: very much.
2: G-Mote.
3: <laughs> uh, I still think it means he likes me more. Whatever. I,
1: Hey,
2: okay. As long as, keeps, <laughs> as long as he keeps giving us those awesome uh, chapter blurs he can call he can call me whatever he wants yeah one <laughs> <laughs> um, other quick one note I wanted to make uh, just going over some of our podcast uh, numbers and as always they are just above and beyond expectations and thanks to everybody for for listening and being part of the community but I've noticed a little bit of a trend that uh, after the the um, Chapter one, so the pilot and chapter one after then, our numbers drop off a little bit. And I wholly admit that the audio for those first two episodes for me was absolute crap. I sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. You know, uh, as I mentioned before, I was did one of those episodes from my iPhone. So, yeah. Um, and, and it seems like, of course, the drop-off happens when we start to get things, get things straightened out. So long story short, if you guys know of anybody who... who Gave us a listen and maybe stopped after the first two episodes, you know. I'll, better.
1: I will, say, go ahead. I will say, Rob. Just uh, on, from my, I, I I do see what you're saying because obviously our first couple of episodes have got really big views. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find you'll find that they will slowly pick up the uh, episodes in between, but also our more current episodes. Um, so like uh, six, seven, eight, they've all got a lot more figures than the ones in the middle, like say three, four, and five. Yes. So I think a lot of people have picked us up now, and they're kind of like they maybe listened back to a few episodes and think, "Oh, do you know, what? I, don't, um, I don't need to listen to the one where Rand walks through the woods," <laughs> <laughs> which we, we all agree is a terribly short episode <laughs> with not a lot of content. So uh, things will pick up, but I'm very ple- I, Again, yeah, I'm so pleased with the the episodes as we release them. The figures for those are well beyond my expectations. So I agree I'm amazed too, yes. by the love. <clears throat> Absolutely amazed by the love that we've got for this so far. So, uh, but yeah, thanks, you know, thanks uh, again, everyone. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, readings with Rich <laughs> this should be Rich are
3: on, go. <laughs> okay. Um, some, some stuff happened. <laughs> no, I want to I yeah.
1: talk readings with Rob because I'm loving Jamaican land.
2: Oh my God. How did you <laughs> get Jamaica I, I was going for Irish. Yeah, man. I'm
1: really not. <laughs> You missed the place. Yeah, she put on. I'm four 4,000 <laughs>
2: four, four, four miles away. I aim for Ireland and I got Jamaica.
1: <laughs> now, I, no. I, I will point out, because, you know, when I edit the episodes, I didn't actually notice that he had a Jamaican accent. Um, I, <laughs> he doesn't. It was only when I was listening back to it and, like, I listened to my podcasts on... Uh, 1.25 speed, so I always have him a little bit speed up, and yeah, on the speed up, oh my god, he just sounds Jamaican. It's brilliant, but <laughs> like, okay, occasionally it flicks into like this sort of Scottish Irish accent. But uh man, man, it's, like, it was—I was just dying with laughter listening well, to the last two episodes. I was trying to. My
2: my thought was to to, to talk slowly with Land, so maybe at 1.25 it's a normal cadence. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe it is the 1.25, <laughs> but. You, you, when you told me I love Jamaican land, I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> Jamaican land's awesome. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah, I just uh, Jamaican land, so good. Yeah, so uh, everybody, when you get to the readings of Rob sections, so oh, make sure you turn no. up the speed of your podcasts. <laughs> two, one, two, five, and you will have the funniest five minutes of your life.
2: <laughs> Spoiler warning, I think land is in the next couple of chapters.
1: <laughs> I think he's in the next couple of chapters a lot. Um, uh, yeah, of readings, yeah, but yeah. So um, I think other than that, we're going to move on to the news, which is yeah, cool just, mean, everyone's just uh, gushing over uh, Rosamond. Rosamond. Yes. Yes. It's, Rosamond it's to amazing.
2: Die. Yeah, Rosamond
1: Sadai. Hashtag Ro- Rosamond Sadai. Blue eye
2: Yes. Blue eye <laughs> Uh And it's funny because, you know, I know things are known to break the internet or blow Twitter up, but this is the first time I've been closely related to just actually seeing that happen. I don't know how many... Pictures of Rosamund Pike reading The Eye of the World is in my feed right now, but it's a lot. (laughs) But it's a a good thing. It's a good thing. One other thing I noticed on Twitter, and I'm going to pose this uh, question to you guys. Um, When the TV show does drop, it sounds like Amazon's going to do it Netflix style, the whole season at once. Uh, Are you guys planning to binge or savor weekly?
3: Um, I'm going to binge the shit out of it. Yeah. And that's because I'm. I, I once I get stuck to a TV show, I'm, I'm there. Like uh Stranger Things, that's coming out that's, July fourth. Yes, so I'm going to be about? on
2: vacation, unfortunately. So I have to catch. off to catch up after I get back. But yes.
3: And I think like that's the way it is nowadays. People don't want their episodes to come out like weekly, like they used to. Correct. They'll binge all that. So that's why they do that now.
0: Now, what about you, Bill? Uh, I'm probably not going to watch it. No,
1: not interested. Nah, I don't want it. They don't, I don't get it over there. I don't, I don't. want it to ruin the books. <laughs> no, of course I'm going to watch it. You know, I never, I never really got that deep into Game of Thrones. So, <clears throat> um, but I do like to binge watch stuff. But uh, yeah, since I don't know, since having a kid, like I just don't watch a lot of TV. So I'll just catch it when I can, really.
2: Well, I know that somewhere down the road, if we ever decide to, to, to use other um, websites to promote our, our podcast, there may be a, a tier in in said website where we uh, review the TV shows one at a time as well. So maybe a saber Weekly approach would help us in that regard. Just saying, no spoilers.
1: sounds sounds very spoiler like um yeah so yeah i mean there's there's lots of extra bonus content i want to get going for this podcast there's so much stuff i want to do Um, oh yeah but yeah it's um exciting times but i'm i'm just really pleased that stuff's actually taking off with the uh, team i'm very much looking forward to that and i think it's going to be awesome and yeah i do have amazon prime so i will be watching one Uh, i think i know someone with amazon prime
2: so i
3: can or their
1: access oh man just just pay the amazon prime it's worth it <laughs> it's
3: just give them netflix. access to your life just do it
1: i
2: have yeah. netflix i got this i got that
3: i got Yeah, but eventually netflix is gonna be obsolete anyway so uh-huh. uh-huh uh-huh well i'm serious we can, I, mean, I, I know this is gonna go off tangent like we normally do but they <laughs> no. announced that the office is finally leaving netflix in 2021 well and that's just a nail in their coffin
2: the, the show that we watch, and I'm, 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 I'm going to take all the hate, uh, Friends, is the <gasps> show that my wife and I...
3: I love that show.
1: Yeah, we love that show, man. Oh, <laughs> Friends
2: I love... is the best. <laughs> that's leaving
3: short, too.
1: When is that supposed to leave?
3: Uh, Next year. Literally,
2: to... we've, we've watched every episode in a row four times in a row. That, that's no <laughs> joke. Over the last year and a half, it's like yeah. the, the chill, put your friends on, watch a few episodes, and then go to bed.
3: Yeah, you didn't know that show's <laughs> leaving too?
2: Uh we heard rumors about it, but I didn't know if that was actually gonna happen. Yeah, that, that, Yes, that end office would be doomed. Yeah.
1: How about why, not, I, not
2: the not the good doom that Rose of mon Pike started, but like but just yeah. dooming.
1: So Rich, how that about a friendly
2: podcast? I <laughs> could do friends? that right now without even without even watching the shows
1: I got all memorized by now. Should we do a friends podcast where we review it minute by minute? I'll be there for you. <laughs> right, let's analyse that line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> moving uh, on. Moving on from the from the uh, friend Vienn podcast. <laughs> friend Vienn. <laughs> friend Vienn. There we go. Friend Vienn. Um, and we've had our wheel of time news. So, what else we got going? Oh, uh, we can jump right into the discussion if you want. Yeah. Okay. So, like a. Uh, yeah, well, as for, as always, for our news, although we haven't really had any news, <laughs> thanks to NARG, <laughs> the Daily drug Oh, yeah, NARG <laughs> My favorite red. hashtag, hashtag Twitter of time. Yes. Yeah, yep. Hashtag Twitter time, all that sort of stuff. But yes, um, chapter nine, guys. Tellings of the wheel. Now, not to pretend or undermine this at all, I'm so excited about this chapter. Like, it's a good chapter. Balls out excited. This is This is great. Especially <laughs> the second half of it. Ah, yeah it's it's just so good um oh man right so we start off and rand is asleep rand is dreaming but his dreams aren't particularly nice dreams (laughs) someone's making him have bad dreams he's he's dreaming that he's being chased by a band of trollocs across a broken mountain and then Mm -hmm. he comes to an even bigger mountain which is even more broken uh and he can feel the mountain's fingers pulling at him. Pulls oh, out to him almost. Yeah, I just love the descriptive work that Jordan's using in this. <laughs> it's so, so good. But I love the room, irony. I, was just saying, I love the
2: irony that the very first night after Ma Rain saying, having trouble with your dreams,
1: he's going be like, what? No, of course not. The yeah. very next night, he has this nightmare it's so funny because having to listen back to this chapter now um because i've i've beasted my way through the book now rob i'm on chapter 42 oh my god i don't know 42 or 48 somewhere somewhere like that right i'm getting right towards the end of the book now um it's enough she so can forget everything again and it's just like when you when you hear that bit from the last chapter where she's just like I'm having bad dreams rant and you're like oh, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god there's <laughs> so much stuff it's just like just piled yes, out my is. brain, just like was, he just doesn't know it yet. He's having some rat shit dreams. Um, yes, and he screams at the mountain, going, Damn you, Shaitan. Damn. He names the dark one, yeah. Does it count in a dream? Does that count? Uh, well, he wonders that when he wakes up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, and then a figure in a blood red cloak appears. Rand screams and then jumps off the mountain, which then sends him to his second part of the dream where he sees a different mountain. One standing by itself, but this time intact and not broken. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I'm not. Um, we've had so many people ask us about spoilers. I'm not giving out spoilers to what this stuff is. Because <laughs> I've got a theory on who the man in the red cloak is as well. Oh. Oh. So uh, you'll have to get on the Discord <laughs> to, find that, to find that stuff out because we will talk spoilers on the Discord. But yes. Please follow. I, I don't think it's the dark one. Mm. Oh, or or Beowzimot, whatever he's called. Um, so awesome. But yes, so instead he now wakes up and he sees uh, a new mountain. Which is, uh, you know, nothing special. Just a mountain. <laughs> just not calling out to him, not
2: evil menacing fingers pulling at just a yeah, hunk of stone.
1: It's just a mountain. He kind of feels like a moment of calm and stuff. and He can see the um, he can see a white-towered city in the distance. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he then tries to, he then starts to feel the the tingle on the back of his neck of someone chasing him and he runs and he runs and the tower trying to get to the white city but he can't quite reach it and then eventually he does reach it just out of nowhere <laughs> as you do in well, dreams.
2: one goodbye. one note i have on here is that as he's approaching this tower all the people that seem to be in the surrounding areas as he walks by seems to be encouraging him yes yes you're going in the right direction yes yes of course yes and oh, at one point, he, he realizes this is maybe a little too easy. So he for a small bit, he turns around and thinks about not going. And the crowd around him immediately kind of turns on. No, no, no. You want to go this way, this way towards the pretty tower. Yes. And then, it's, you know, twisting and turning Brandeis, the yeah, Rand decides to go
1: back. And then everybody's back on board. Yes.
2: So we're so happy with you. Go towards
3: the white tower.
1: Yes, because it's, every time he, twi- when he's walking away from the White Tower, every twist and turn that he takes, the tower's always there in front of him. Yes. He can't Like, he can't escape the tower. <laughs> right. Like, just love this. So good. <laughs> and yeah, like you say, everyone's so joyous as he starts to decide to move towards the tower. Mm-hmm. people are singing and joyous and, like joy and happiness and there's the music starts up and girls start dancing around him and he gets happier and happier and then he starts like thinking who is this girl i'm walking with i'm dancing with i can't remember her name he feels light on, light as a feather on his feet and as he walks up to the tower the people stop behind him but continue to cheer him on and he hears a voice that says it's your destiny <laughs> that was pretty at, good he gasps at the tower and it's beauty and then he hears the voice again your destiny <laughs> and then as he enters the tower the door is shut behind him with a bang And there... well no no not quite oh because then a voice says to him we've been waiting for you says the murderer <laughs> <gasps>
3: Dun, dun, dun. So yes,
1: it's indicating to Rand that if he goes to the White Tower, that's exactly where the Dark One wants him to go. Uh, but he wakes up <laughs> <laughs> and he finds uh, he's find some food's been left to him by uh, Mistress Alvia, uh, who in She's her so uh, yeah in her love in her loving way it's hot, so she must have come in and changed it three or four times while he was asleep to make sure that when he woke up <laughs> he had some hot broth and some meat and cheese.
3: Oh, who, so doesn't, so
1: who doesn't like a bit of meat and cheese in the morning?
3: Rich, you. I I love (laughs) meat and cheese in the morning.
1: (laughs) So what did you guys guys think of the dream sequence? Because that's kind of like the first section of the chapter.
3: I think it's puberty. But this is this is a puberty dream, obviously. A puberty <laughs> manhood. I thought you said puberty. So like, yeah. 17. He could be a late bloomer. That's what happens. Wasn't he? No. Oh. He's finally Sorry. getting to be a man, and then the demons are chasing him as his manhood. It's like, we've been waiting for you to be finally a man. Sorry, I just I thought that was kind of funny. I read that. And I was like, that'd be kind of funny to talk about.
2: Thank you, thank you, Dr. Freud. Yes.
3: That's, this,
2: that's definitely not the dream totally. us, I
3: think, when I
1: was 17.
2: <laughs>
1: Let's be honest. Though.
2: You
3: haven't been a man yet.
1: <laughs> Man, I'm in the one years.
2: thing the one thing that I took at least from the second part of the dream is the the general sense of the white tower being where they want you to go and, and that everybody says go here is you know, is that really how it is or is that how quote unquote the bad guys want Rand to see it? That was that was one of my kind of takeaways. There's just two different perspectives you could take that 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 from. And once he finally sees that, you know, he's been trapped by the Randrill in the White Tower. And it's like, whoa. So whoops.
1: So again, I kind of feel like I again I don't feel like this is like some of the dreams that we get later on in the books. I feel like Correct. this is actually just rand dreaming. The way the dreams happen and take place. They're very different to a lot of the dreams that happen later on. So I feel like this literally is just r- random dreaming.
3: I don't um, know.
1: It does not sound like that. I think when you, when you see some of the dreams that are coming up in the later tractures, you'll you'll see you'll see the difference. Going back and listening to this compared to some of the stuff that I've just been <clears throat> listening to, it is but, very much a different feel to this dream.
2: I, I kind of get what you're saying, but but some of the some of the uh, things he sees or places he sees
3: huh.
2: are exactly how they are
3: in the real world. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. It, it could be somebody messing with him, like starting out. Like they, he doesn't. He's not touched yet by the Mordral. He's hasn't been around the Sedai enough yet. I think it's him slowly getting the influence of those two forces, trying to mess with him, tugging, so, tugging at him, tug
1: right basically Um, that's what i'm thinking how do i say this without spoilers (laughs) so rich earmuffs you've got (laughs) i already read the first book i know
3: i know what happens
1: no no i'm talking much later so
3: oh well don't do that
1: so rob right (laughs) just just so you know what i'm thinking of right there's a man in a red cape you know in the first part of the dream he shouts at the mountain and he shouts uh, the the broken mountain saying damn you shaitan um and then he's got he sees the other mountain which is very important to these books later on mm-hmm. and he's got fears of the white tower <coughs> being trapped within now what do you know about rand in the later books and certain people trying to get into his head oh, he's he doesn't like that yes and who and who was in the prologue that maybe maybe wanting to influence oh. rand? No, you don't check it One, us. Of, one right. of the bad guys. Right, guys, guys, guys. There we go, guys. So I just told you my theory. What do you think? <clears that? throat> <laughs> You're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: <laughs> but how could they have warp drive capabilities at this at this age?
1: Well, you know, they had the flux it, Matt built the flux capacitor when he <laughs> uh when, when he threw the <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the white powder on the dogs. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I think there's a, a, another force here at work with Rand's dreams, but uh, we'll move on from that for now <laughs> because, again, we don't want any spoilers in here. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, Tam's awake. Yeah, Tam, Tam's awake, and he was waiting for Rand to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tam actually thinks that the – well, at first, he's kind of uh, thinks the attack from the Trollocs was a dream. And then he's just uh, like, oh, no, it wasn't a dream, was it?
2: <laughs> when he no, sees the sword at no, Rand's no, hilt. No. So,
1: the Heron Martin blade. Says, Tam
2: Tam does agree with the severity of the situation and the necessity for the boys to leave town to avoid more attacks in Emmonsfield as soon as possible. So yes. you know, they, they when brand is, like, says, is explaining to him, listen, we gotta go and it's gonna be tonight. Tam is very understanding of it is that like talk like he's going to hear that he's probably not going to see his son for a long time if at all and his reaction was like yes tonight is best i understand i get it gotta be done once again tam bound by honor bound by duty i love that i love that guy
1: tam's a legend because there's a few, few little things in this conversation before um lan interrupts them to take uh to take rand away and he quickly gives tam a hug and then leaves but some of the some of the little uh, Plot points so like, he sque- that um, Robert Jordan squeezes in here, and this is why he's, he's so good at this stuff. This is such a short little bit of the book that he squeezes so much in. So first of all, Rand avoids asking Tam about the question of his birth, which he's now questioning. He
2: yeah, dodges that very very deftly.
1: Yeah, he decides not to ask him. Um, Tam then says, you need to be careful with uh, a Sedai. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yep. And also Tam, you know, like I said, he agrees to go, that the boys should go to Tarvalon. Um, mm-hmm. But he says, and he says to Rand, you know, you gotta be careful with Aes Sedai. He says, listen sharp, think deep and guard your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> because an Aes Sedai truth is maybe not the truth you think it is. He gives all these like little things. And then he's like, he's not, so he's not comfortable about Rand being with the Aes, Sedai, Aes the Aes Sedai, but he also says, and I love this line, um <laughs> there's no point in putting a broken egg back in its shell <laughs> it's like that's, that's a great line it's just like well you know is a good line. this is you know this this stuff's gone to pot you might as well just, just roll with it and he also yeah. he also gives a bit of deposition on the uh, the water bond because he says you know anything you oh, tell yeah. land you might as well have just told, told moraine
3: uh, oh yeah, yeah. And he yeah. says, you
1: know, with the war, the bonds, you know, that gives them extra strength and stamina. And some people think there's some extra magic involved in it as well. So mm, there's a lot of world building in a, such a small chapter <laughs> that he gives out there. Just like, <sighs> yeah, Aes I, I, I Sedai are tricky folk. They won't lie to you, but then they won't always tell you the truth. <laughs>
2: the, the, the line about the truth, the truth that you hear is not the truth that you think. That's that's a running gag, I guess, <laughs> yeah, when they, people talk about Aes Sedai. That will come up a lot. Um, they don't lie, but they might uh, tell you the truth. It's like, what? Oh,
1: they, yeah, they're yeah, moving but, the words. But our good Jamaican friend turns up Yes, <laughs> to, to hurry round out the room because there's some trouble going on downstairs. He's like, come on, don't you <laughs> understand yep. the word trouble? Let's get moving. Trouble so meets, brewing outside. He meets up with Matt in the hallway who's got his, his bow strapped over his shoulder, and they go down to the, uh, to the village indoor where land creaks it open a bit more so that they can see out and see what's uh, unfolding in front of the uh, the wine spring in because all of the Emmon fielders have gathered together to basically chase moraine out of the town <laughs> because so they they're blaming pitchforks yep they're, they're blaming her for the trollic attacks. Leave Emmons field they shout it's your fault they shout. And uh, Sen Bui seems to be uh, leading the complaining, despite looking very oh. uncomfortable at talking oh, yeah. to an like today <laughs> well, I love the, love the one line, uh, uh, you know,
2: they're very vocal, but only as part of a group. Uh, individually, not a chance would any of this have happened. Yeah. But the, this... mob, the mob mentality puts everybody up into a frenzy.
1: Yeah, the mob mentality is strong. So uh, one, of, one of the congers, Ari, shouts out, get out or we'll burn you out. And then this sits off uh, two of the the lead the leaders of the, uh, the Emmons field, uh, Bran and uh, Alvea and Master Luhan. And Bran says, did someone suggest burning my inn or harming my guests? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, well, 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 no, 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 not really. And then I love the fact that uh, literally while someone's like, you know, making excuses about having a go at the Ace of Die, Master Luhan, the blacksmith, Perrin's, you know, master, the guy who's apprentice, uh, parents apprentice to, he just flexes his muscles and cracks his like. He just flexes his ribs and, and his muscles, and then everyone goes quiet. Great. And he goes, "Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you." <laughs> it's just like <laughs> That has to make is, it
2: into the TV show. That uh, that bit
1: must yeah, make it. Yeah, the whole town is just petrified of this one guy. <laughs> he must. From I his Muscles. I just can't fathom in my head how big this guy is. Mars, <laughs> <Miles, laughs> like he. I reckon he should be played by The Rock. That should
2: be that, <laughs> there you go. Give him a couple million, have him walk around a hammer, flex his muscles, and we're good. <laughs> Thanks, Rock.
1: Don't let me flexing interrupt you. But uh, but anyway, this, uh, eventually they all start, um, Master uh, Bran, Bran Alvea, the, uh, the innkeeper, Egwene's dad, he starts shaming the village, talking about how Moraine healed you and fixed your arm and fixed your leg and mended that wound on your back so you can still walk today um how dare you all insult her like this and Senbui says yeah i know but we can't have an ace of die here it's just not right <laughs> and so they cha- so as they start to build up discontent again moraine starts twirling her staff around her head and white burning flame comes out of either end of the star and this is the bit
2: <laughs> it starts this is this is where it,
1: this is where it begins <laughs>
2: History lesson is about to begin. It
1: is. This is the uh, te- this is the first <laughs> telling of the wheel, uh, stories from the wheel of time.
2: <laughs> the old blood of the manetherin.
1: Yes, is this as she screams at Euron? Says well, not screams at Irvin, but She she proclaims, "Is this what Aemon's blood has come to, from the power of Mount Ephraim? And she gives her big speech. <laughs> so, oh god, I I struggled with my notes on this one and on how to sum this up
2: i didn't even try i just i i couldn't and and i'll <laughs> admit i did not go with this part for reads with rob I, I couldn't do it it would be too much
1: all right well i've got some notes i'm going to briefly go for i'm going to briefly go over this but if you're reading along with us just reread it it's just amazing in fact if you've already read it you'll, you'll know what we're talking about do yeah, you have the calf. go sir. sir so there's it's about king amond and his queen uh, Eldrain who apparently flowers would bloom for her in spite of her beauty that she was so beautiful Uh, he was a powerful king and she was a powerful Asadi, and uh, they ruled mount ephraim which was uh, the mountain city which is what was located in the mountains of mist so part of the two rivers or what is now known as the two rivers and it was the um it, they flew, their armies were a thorn in the Dark One's side. They flew under the banner of the Red Eagle. Now, the army was far from home um, when they found out that their homeland was under attack from <clears throat> uh, a huge horde of Trollocs. And it was actually Bialzamon's army. And so I think this is the first reference to Beelzemon that we get as well. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not 100 on that one, but it feels like the first one. Uh, but yeah, he led a huge Trolloc army against the Mount Ephraim Uh, and this is actually um, uh, just a comparison. This is basically the story of the 300. I don't know if you've seen that. Film. Yeah, I did. I did draw. Uh, yeah, I had. It's been a while, but yeah, I did draw a comparison. That's uh, yeah, the, I the love many I against it. a few. Yeah, I love that era of uh, Greek mythology. But they basically the army marched back, and um, <laughs> Moraine even explains that the, the the story of the march itself <laughs> can fill pages of a history book. <laughs> but they managed to somehow make it just in time before the army. But there was so big a Trolloc army that they had to hold. Uh, they were told to hold the the Tarandau. They were told to hold out at the Tarandau, right? So Tarandau River. Uh-huh. This is where Taran Ferry is. So Correct. it's the Northern River, <laughs> which they were protecting. They were trying to protect against the Trolloc hordes. And it was against insurmountable odds where they shouldn't have realistically lasted an hour. But they lasted not one, not two, not three, but they managed to last out for the three days, waiting for aid to come. And then it turned into five days, six days, seven days, and so on, until they realized that they'd been betrayed. No aid was, not no, coming. Aid, no aid was coming to Aemond unfortunately he was left to himself so he decided to send out the words to abandon the city he crossed the taran ferry and burnt the bridges and then they started to retreat further into the two rivers um and yep he ordered the people to flee trollocks crossed the river and then shepherds woodsmen and women they all decided to not flee and to pick up arms and join into the join into the fight until the the area where they now stand in Emmons Field was basically where they made their last stand against the Dark One's forces. So they had paid for the they had paid for this ground with their blood. Um, and then the sword that cannot be broken shattered, as Moraine says. Aemond, King Amon, died. Eldrain, who was up in the mountain city which had been abandoned because every single person was gone to fight this battle apart from Mm -hmm. her apparently i don't know why she was left behind (laughs) you think having a really powerful way to die might help um one one little plot hole (laughs) Uh, Uh. she felt her husband died and exploded with the one power um and she basically destroyed the all the heads and generals of the dark one's army which uh, killing a merger makes all the trollocs in the fisco mental <laughs> yes. so they basically she just destroyed the head of the snake and the whole army just completely collapsed and started running away in fear and then some of the people who were left alive managed to hunt down the last of the trollocs and kill them off uh, and then the rest that managed to escape were gradually hunted down by other kingdoms until there were none left um, but Eldraine had used so much of the one power that she burnt and she burnt down taking the city, the old mounting city, which apparently is very beautiful, <laughs> Mount drain with her uh, so the people stayed at Emmonsfield field knowing that they had paid for the price of the land with their blood Oh man. so much, so much. <laughs> and now this is what's remains of Emon's blood Emmonsfield Sen- and St. Bowie. Bowie. What's the yes. result? But the blood sings in Emmonsfield, and it's strong. It's strong with the boys as well. <laughs> yes. So, what did you guys think reading this? How did it make you feel? Rich. I mean, Rich? it was a
3: pretty good uh, story that they had when it happened back in the old days of why they're there. Um, Puts in perspective.
1: Exactly. Um, this tiny it's, little it's, village of scared people who just farm and make, make tobacco were once one of the most proud nations on the planet, <laughs> as it were.
2: I will say this though, this is the first time I read that chapter after reading the whole series and there's a bit of that story you told which is very similar to one of my favourite parts of Memory of Life one of, the two, one of the two parts that actually brought me to tears so hearing, hearing a very similar story told was like, oh my God, yeah. book one, book 14, we have a link. And I'm like, that just floored me. That was, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Rich, I'm not spoiling anything. and I'm not about to spoil it. But parts of this story linked very closely with the final book. And that just absolutely floored me
1: yeah this really this really brought out my emotions when I, I when i listened to this this chapter for the first time again last week uh when i've been going through it oh man i was just like i actually felt a little bit of a tear come to my eye but when moraine first started up i was like oh this is where she gives that long bloody speech about where they came from and i was kind of like really dismissive in my head about it but then as it went on because even even Rand describes during the thing like he says like she started to talk and i was just engr- like Rand said i was just engrossed and it happened to me as well. I just became so engrossed in the telling of this story of Mount Ephraim. and um, and yeah, and the battle and everything. And I loved the story of the three hundred as well. It's one of my favourite battles, and they they pulled in from a lot of that, and it was just so good. Uh, I really brought a tear to my eye <laughs> as as, as, it, as she finished up her speech. Oh. Man, I just love this. This is this is what this book's about. There's about because, like I said, I'm getting towards the end of Eye of the World now. There's about three or four of these uh, like tellings of the will oh. where she where someone someone pops up and tells the story about stuff that's happened in the past, and it's just such lovely world building. It's just uh, and it was just so well written, and in the audiobook, yeah, it really brung out the emotion in me, almost almost yes. a tears to my eye. <laughs> so the crowd decides to disperse at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like oh man <laughs> quick let's go away push give us another history lesson
2: <laughs> uh, yeah her story and maybe a little bit of magic turn the crowd around and have the uh have them feel ashamed for their own for their prior behavior yes yeah, so i screw this
1: <laughs> uh, god it was so good <laughs> and then uh to finish up the chapter land uh our jamaican friend Lan, gathers up the boys uh-huh, uh, because, hey, man, let's get some beer. i can't sound my jazz and then um <laughs> rand reassures himself that he'll return to home one day but for now his adventure is really beginning it's time it's time boys let's get on the road <laughs> and that's the end of the chapter tellings of the wheel uh i think so far this is my favorite chapter in the book
2: uh, it's one of my up oh, so far. Yes, I'd have to agree with you. It's one of the top chapters. We've
1: unless unless you before. listen to readings with Rob with the uh, in the last episode at two point five speed, and that's my favorite bit of it. Uh, can't <laughs> let that go, can you? No, I just did. No, I can't. You I can't. On. I can't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just explain it much, you made me laugh. <laughs> like, yamun, <"Your> man, you stupid hugger. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> speaking of readings with Rob.
2: <laughs> Seems like a good segue. Yeah. This this week though, I, I, I could like I said, I couldn't take I couldn't bring myself to do the actual storytelling, so I took the uh, part that led us up to it. So this is kind of land herding part of the fun herding brand out and trying to gather him and that as a
0: see what's going on outside. And now the Taviren present to you readings with Rob there was a tap at the door and lan stuck his head into the room say your good boys quickly sheepherder and come there may be trouble trouble Ran said and the warder growled at him impatiently just hurry hastily rand snatched up his cloak he started to undo the sword-belt but tan spoke up keep it you will probably have more need of it than i though the light willing neither of us well. take care lad you hear Ignoring Land's continued growls, Rand bent to grab Tam in a hug. I will come back. I promise you that. Of course you will. Tam laughed. He returned the hug weakly and ended by patting Rand on the back. I know that, and I'll have twice as many sheep for you to tend when you return. Now go, before that fellow does himself an injury. Rand tried to hang back tried to find the words for the questions he did not want to ask, but Lan entered the room to catch him by the arm and pull him into the hall. The warder had donned a dull gray tunic, of overlapping metal scales. His voice rasped with irritation. We have to hurry. Don't you understand the word trouble? Outside the room, Matt waited, cloaked and coated, and carrying his bow. A quiver hung at his waist. He was rocking anxiously on his heels and he kept glancing off towards the stairs with what seemed to be equal parts impatience and fear. This isn't much like the stories, Rand, is it? He said hoarsely. What kind of trouble? Rand demanded, but the warder ran ahead of him instead of answering, taking the steps down two at a time. Matt dashed after him with quick gestures for Rand to follow. Shrugging into his cloak. He caught up to them downstairs. Only a feeble light filled the common room. Half the candles had burned out, and most of the rest were guttering. It was empty, except for the three of them. Matt stood next to one of the front windows, peeping out as if trying not to be seen. Lan held the door open a crack and peered into the inn yard. Wondering what they could be watching, Rand went to join him. The warder muttered at him to take a care but he did not open the door a trifle wider to make room for Rand to look to. At first he was not sure exactly what he was seeing. A crowd of village men, some three dozen or so, clustered near the burned-out husk of the peddler's wagon. Night pushed back by torches some of them carried. Moiraine faced them, her back to the inn, leading with seeming casualness on her walking staff. Harry Copland stood in the front of the crowd with his brother, Darl and Billy Conger. Senbui was there as well, looking uncomfortable. Rand was startled to see Harry shake his fist at Moraine. Leave emmons field! The sour-faced farmer shouted. A few voices in the crowd echoed him, but hesitantly, and no one pushed forward. They might be willing to confront an Aes Sedai from within a crowd, but none of them wanted to be singled out. Not by an Aes Sedai who had every reason to take offense. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Tavirenpod with your request.
1: And that was Readings with Rob.
2: (laughs) With our not-Jamaican border (laughs) plan.
1: Now, hopefully, (laughs) depending on my work schedule, uh, I'll squeeze in at the end of the episode Um, I want to do a, like, Readings of the Wheel or something, like, Something along those lines. I'm mm-hmm. gonna read. I'm gonna read the story of Mount Ephraim <laughs> But it depends on my work schedule. If if I'm slammed tomorrow, I won't have time to get it done in, uh, before the episode comes out. So you know, you may or may not, at this moment in time, be hearing readings from the wheel.
2: And if you didn't last time, um, <laughs> Bill added a little. Uh, the last fifteen seconds of our uh, previous episode little little tidbit extra that he uh left for anybody who was brave enough to make it all the way through the end of our uh podcast
1: yeah if i if i can find some little funny little funny bits of audio i'm going to tag them on to the very end of the episode uh, after the credits have rolled as it were so we have our little skit where we uh, spill some beer in the pub <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and so then we have uh, the the you know, the network outro bit. Uh, So once we've done that, there's going to be a little bit of audio just tagged on to the end, hopefully. (laughs) I think I've got a good one for today. I think we do too. (laughs) Sorry, Richard.
3: (laughs) That's okay. I'm just here.
1: (laughs) You're here. You're here here to keep us warm and fuzzy. I am. (laughs) Being being a furry, man. Um... (laughs) So next
2: next week, we have the leave-taking chapter.
1: Well, next week is 10 and 11. Oh, Leave Taking and The Road to Taran Ferry. <laughs> yes, let's not forget this, people. Next week, we are reading two chapters from The Wheel of Time, chapters 10 and 11, because they're quite shortish, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, Leaf Taking is 22 minutes long on the audiobook, and The Road to Taran Ferry, or the Taran Dale River, uh, is just under 20 minutes long. So together, they make a 40 minutes section, which Tellings of the wheels 41 minutes, so... Oh, 42 minutes. So we're going to squeeze those ones together. I think um, I'm going to try, and if we can, uh, I'm going to give it like an, an hour. Say an hour cut off. Do you think, guys? So if two sure. chapters, if <laughs> if we squish two chapters together, and they come to less than an hour, we'll we'll double up on those chapters. Okay. To try, you know, I mean, just to try you're and the pick up the the, you're
2: the one with the audible time frame. So like I said, I have <laughs> the actual book. So you tell me something is. I'll tell you how many pages it is, but I can't tell you how many minutes it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But oh, that's fine. Because there's, there's some chapters, like chapter 15 is an hour long. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but then the chapter after that is, say, 25 minutes long. And so Yeah, I'll just try and combine as many chapters as I can so that we squeeze things together. But I don't want to, again, because when you get chapters like this one, Tellings of the Will, I don't want to be doing three chapters at once because then we have to skim over an amazing story. An amazing, background, which I really want to talk about. But yeah, I just yeah, this this chapter was just the bollocks. <laughs> I love this chapter; it was so so good. So, have you guys got anything else?
2: That's it for me.
3: I'm have good.
1: Fun. That's it for me as well. Right, who's who's rounds it at the pub?
3: It's mine. Oh, good. Oh,
1: beautiful. I'm, I'm skin. <laughs> cool. We'll toast, you, you... To, we'll toast to Jack. Yeah, we'll toast to Jack. Uh-huh. And I spent all of my money on flour as well. So <laughs> <laughs> winter was shit, man. Like, flour's not cheap. <laughs> you know, that so was most important. We to
2: have be <laughs> I haven't mentioned it before, guys. Right review your podcast. Um, we'll take all criticism, positive, negative, neutral. We just want to make this the best possible, you know, thing we can for you guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So that's it from us. I run out, guys. Take care, guys. We'll see you at the wine spring. Yep. See Bye. you at the wine spring. Bye. Bye, Mom.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at Taviren Pod. You can also contact Bill at Matunica and Rich at Blue 1569 You can also reach Rob at his website, Digging. D-I-G-G-I-N DiggingDeepSports.com And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No... Bill this time. Thank you, Brian. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the stone's table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think all Sen will have that.
3: My name's Tyler, and I host the podcast Too Young For This Hit, where I watch movies I've never seen before with guests who love them. So what kind of movies do we watch? We watch mostly like classics movies, you know, like...
2: Escape from New York.
3: and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Alien. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, Party Time, Excellent! Win, 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 win. Aliens. Smokey and the Bandits. Rocky Horror Picture Show. In addition to talking about movies, we also talk about cats. A lot. For pretty much no reason. You can find Too Young for this hit and tons of other great podcasts at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable
1: content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. How's the what? How's the wiener? he <laughs> good. Yeah, is it good? <laughs>
3: no, it's
1: good. Still running around.
3: <laughs> yep. He's asleep right now. Oh, good. It's too early for your wiener. Yep. <laughs> what would you name your wiener? Jack. <laughs> oh, <my
2: goodness. laughs> uh, oh, please tell me you're recording. Yeah, of course, I'm recording. <laughs> please tell me you're recording that.